Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Le Fleur from 1979. On April 22nd, 2022, the world lost Hockey Hall of Famer Guy Lafleur. Lafleur played 17 seasons in the NHL. He was the first player in NHL history to score at least 50 goals and 100 points in six consecutive seasons. He won two league MVP awards and five Stanley Cup championships. NHL.com called him one of the 100 greatest NHL players in history. When the news of his passing broke just a few days ago, I heard from several Bizarre Albums listeners saying that I should do an episode on the album he released. So, it's a bit of a last-minute change here, but I'm going to try my best. From the Quebec Ramparts, Guy Lafleur. The 1971 NHL Amateur Draft was held on June 10th, 1971 at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. With the first overall pick in the draft, the Montreal Canadiens drafted Guy Lafleur. Lafleur didn't see a lot of playing time in his rookie season and that was followed with a couple of very average seasons. Legend has it that during the 1974 training camp, Lafleur accidentally left his helmet in the locker room and then had an amazing game. So from that point on, he never wore headgear again. And during that 1974-75 season, Guy Lafleur hit his stride, scoring 119 points that season, and he became one of the most popular players in the NHL. This would be the start of a run where he was first-team All-Star for six consecutive seasons. Lafleur uh, becoming much more accustomed to the National Hockey League now that he's been here a couple of years. Watch out here! Score! That was Lafleur set up by Henri Richard, and the Canadians regain the lead 4-3. to three. 1976 would be the start of an absolutely incredible run for both Lafleur and the Canadians. Lafleur would win the Art Ross Trophy, awarded to the player who leads the league in points, three years in a row. He was the league MVP two years in a row, winning the Hart Memorial Trophy. He won the Lester B. Pearson Award three consecutive years, which is judged by the members of the NHL Players Association and awarded to the NHL's most outstanding player. And the Montreal Canadiens would win the Stanley Cup four seasons in a row. Just five seconds left. Johnstone for New York. Two seconds left. Clear it in. The game is over. The Montreal Canadiens have won the Stanley Cup for the fourth consecutive time and for the 22nd time in their history. Guy Lafleur was a superstar. And that even crossed over to television. He started appearing in commercials for YoPlay Yogurt, Shasta Soft Drinks, Bauer Skates, and Chevrolet. I'm Guy Lafleur. This is my family. And Chevrolet is my family car. Chevrolet Caprice. I take chances on the ice, but not with my family. And that's why I like Chevrolet. The 79 Chevy has two years of proven performance behind it, with so much room, comfort, and style. It's a winner. 
nice place, Chevrolet. He was even parodied in a sketch on SCTV, where he was played by Joe Flaherty, alongside John Candy as Daryl Sittler. I'm Guy Lafleur. I'm Daryl Sittler. And I use a Daryl Sittler hockey stick. I use a Guy Lafleur hockey stick. Hey, Guy, how about some cornerbacks? Hey? An excellent idea. All right, hey. Let's try some mm. of this. Oh, it looks yum ball. Sure is. Mm. Mm. so good, too. Mm. See what's going on. It's got poor, dishonest. Ah, it's in French. Yeah. I don't speak French. I'm sorry. What's your I'm problem? Ah, look at it in English. It's on English. Well, what the hell's it got two languages on the fourth channel? I only speak English. Because it's a bilingual country. It is not both, my friend. And as I've talked about on past episodes of the show before, in the late 1970s, a new type of music was not only taking over the airwaves, but it was also invading the culture. Artists like ABBA, the Bee Gees, Donna Summer, and the Village People were dominating the airwaves. The disco-centric movie Saturday Night Fever was both a critical and commercial success. Disco fever had taken over. And in Montreal, disco was a bit of a phenomenon. In 1976, the Montreal female disco trio Toulouse released their first album, sung in French. There was crossover potential, so they re-recorded the album in English the following year. They would be the first bilingual disco act to see success singing in both English and French. And this approach of releasing two versions of the same album, one in English and one in French, would be used for Guy Lafleur's disco album. So. In 1979, Lafleur was released on Unison Records. A couple of members of the bilingual Toulouse are here to sing on the album, Lori Zimmerman and Heather Gauthier, who were also on Unison Records. They can be heard, unlike Guy Lafleur, on the album's opener, Face Off. this a disco album is a little bit of a stretch. Lafleur doesn't actually do any singing. He leaves that to the ladies here. It's all spoken word from him. This is basically an instructional hockey record. Track two is simply called Skating. Well, the English version anyway. But here's a bit of the French version. Le secret de l'équilibre, c'est une position propice. Il y a un exercice que j'ai appris de mon père qui m'a beaucoup aidé à acquérir de l'équilibre. Tiens-toi bien droit, avec, entre les pieds, un écart de la largeur des épaules. Maintenant, plie les genoux, seulement les genoux. Garde cette position pendant quelques secondes, puis redresse-toi. Et répète l'exercice. It's only a kick. A jump. 
a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The album had two credited producers, Peter Alvis, who also provides some percussion, and Jack Lenz, who also played keyboards on the album. Jack Lenz is a Canadian composer who has written, performed, and produced music for film, TV, and theater. He provided some additional music for the 2004 film The Passion of the Christ, as well as music for the Goosebumps TV series and RoboCop the series, which I didn't even know was a thing. There's a new guy in town. His name's Robocop. More famously, Jack Lenz is the man who wrote OK Blue Jays, which is played during the seventh inning stretch of home games for the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's play ball. The album also credits Concept by Mark Marin. No, different Mark Marin. That's with a K. Uh, in addition to him, there's Ron Rivkin, who was the owner of Unison Records, which was distributed by CBS Records Canada. J'ai compris très vite que si je voulais passer plus de temps sur la glace et faire partie d'une équipe gagnante, je devais apprendre à empêcher notre équipe de compter. That was the track Checking, the French version, obviously. That's what closes out side one. This album only has six tracks, and side two kicks off with Power Play. And it's another song without Guy Lafleur, and features the female singers again. The lyrics were co-written by France Smith, who also served as one of the album's executive producers, alongside Gino Socio, who had a big disco hit himself the same year with the song Dancer. Power Play was also released as a single in both English and French. Don't go 
According to a 2022 article on Exclaim by Calum Slingerland, archival CBC footage exists that shows that this album even had a release party at a Montreal nightclub. When Lafleur was asked about disco, he responded, quote, I like it very much, but I want to say something. I'm not a very good dancer. On the ice, maybe I'm a good one, but not outside. End quote. You can also help your quick release by learning to do push-ups on your fingertips. Start by doing a few and then gradually increase the number until you can do 35. It's not easy, but the strength that you'll gain will make all the difference in developing your shots. The snapshot is one of the greatest offensive weapons to appear in recent years. And doing the... the musicians that played on this album, it's mostly just Canadian session players. One exception of note is percussionist Tom Rohde, who'd gotten his start working in Muscle Shoals, and would go on to work with Paul Anka, Andy Gibb, Reba McIntyre, Vince Gill, and Conway Twitty, just to name a few. Anyway, let's hear a bit of the album's closer. Here's the English version of a track called Scoring. Once you have mastered a good shot, you must learn when to use it. It's important when you practice your shots to always shoot towards the target. Control of any shot comes from a close or open blade. To keep the shot low, close the blade. And to shoot it high, all you have to do is open the blade. Remember that backhand shots are more difficult because of the curved stick. This album was only released in Canada, where it was a gatefold LP that also included a 16-page booklet of photos and a 22 by 11 poster of a seated, shirtless Lafleur. It appears that there weren't any pressings of this album after 1979, and copies seem relatively hard to find these days. It's not currently streaming, at least not in the U.S. Maybe it is in Canada? If so, let me know, Canadian listeners. But meanwhile... Back in the United States in 1979? 50,000 people, the largest crowd of the season, showed up at Chicago's Comiskey Park for the twinight doubleheader between the White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. 15,000 others had to be turned away. Many had come for Disco Demolition Night, a promotional gimmick. Between games, as planned, a huge box containing thousands of disco records was blown up. The disco backlash was real. Some groups who'd made it big with disco even started to change their sound. In 1981, the Village People would release an album dabbling in synth pop and new wave called Renaissance. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums. And I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at BizarreAlbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>